0: DJ and PK, we're joined now by Craig Bollerjack on the Smart Rain guest line. It's no secret Utah's in an extreme drought currently. That's why Smart Rain is a solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation. Find out more at smartrain.net. Bowler,
1: good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. I like the song coming in. What is that, uh, PK, you can check out, but you, but you can never leave?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that just describes jazz fandom to a T. They want to check out after disappointing losses, but they always are in. And yeah, passion is always. Wait. You can't. You can't. You, you can say you did or you will or whatnot, but nah. no, I don't buy it.
1: Nope. Nope. no. Nope.
2: Maybe for a time or two, but when it really matters, you're right there.
1: Yeah. Maybe take a trip to the back porch and come back in. So,
0: Yeah. So you got a little distance, a little removal from the, uh, from the playoffs here, and not to just completely rehash the playoffs, but they inform the offseason moves, where the team has to go from here. If you had to prioritize one, two, or three things to do with the roster, what would you do?
1: Uh, boy, that's, those are all great questions, and they're all going to be answered soon. Uh, the first you know summer of, of Ryan Smith and Justin Zanuck making some big decisions with, I'm sure, some help from Dwayne Wade. But, you know, I I think, again, you you always start a team with uh, who's going to run the show. And so, you know, you do have to make a decision on what direction you want to pursue Mike Conley. And all indications, again, report the Jazz will pursue Mike. Um, And I don't know at what cost. And I'm not sure where, uh, you know, Ryan – And the the ownership group wants to go with luxury tax. But, look, there's going to be some suitors uh, for Mike Conley. But, you know, I think Mike knows what the Jazz are, what direction they want to go, and also his relationship uh, with Donovan and the team. So I would think that's one plus for Utah. But, you know, again, you have to put it on paper. You have to be concerned of a couple of things. One is age, and, of course, the other is injury. And you have to look at, uh, you know, I guess the analytics of it all, but still the gut feeling you have to have is what can Mike give you if it's a two-year deal a one year. I'm not sure he's going to sign for anything less than two. Maybe he wants two, you know, and then his option. Uh, I, I don't know. But it's, it's going to cost money. And, but also you have to weigh the odds of, of health and how many games can you truly, truly get out of Mike Conley. And then saying that, guys, I would think you'd have to have another plan of action on who are you grooming to, to be in that position in the next two years or so. And a legitimate backup point guard, um, if you're going to keep the rotations the same as Mike is the one and Donovan is the two, but those are interchangeable. We all get that. Basketball's changed a lot in the sense of the numbers game. Rudy is a true five, obviously, but you know, most of the time, coaches that I run across don't even like to put a number on a player. They just play ball. So I would think that's one probably upping their defensive abilities on the wings with a bigger athletic player. Uh, look, Royce played his you know tail off at six four against some of the greatest players in the league. Uh, and again, I think that's still a, an issue the Jazz need to have is more of a uh, of a defender who can run and flow. Uh, when the Jazz uh, knee transition defense, and those are my top two. Uh, I mean, the, the shooting, uh, the, the Jazz have, you know, a corral of three-point shooters. Do they try to up the, the ante and their bench? What team doesn't? So those would be the top three uh, that I think the Jazz are looking at. And I'm not sure about trades. Look, they may go into, you know, into the free agent market if they can't find that. how aggressive are they in the trade market. Those are questions I can't answer because again, I'm, I'm anxious just to see who Ryan Smith is when it comes to aggressive off-season moves, and this is his first summer, and we're gonna we're gonna find out.
2: So I think certainly they should make uh, Conley a priority. I actually think that uh, length of a contract might be more important than money, but it's not my money, so it's easy to say that you don't want to be saddled where you're looking at a situation where you're just waiting for the deal to run out they've had a couple of those over the years and teams that have that by definition it doesn't end well so I'm very not concerned but I'm uh, curious maybe, I guess, or wonder how long the deal is going to be. And we had Lock on last week, as we do, and he was talking about the idea, broached this subject of potentially trading Joe Ingalls, not because of Joe's any lack of ability, but because, you know, to, to get something, you got to give up something. But in my mind... If they want to bring Conley back, which I think they do, and, and I certainly would love to see it, then I actually think that that pretty much guarantees that you've got to have Joe on the team because yeah. you have to have somebody who's ready to step in because obviously Conley's not going 82.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, the, the Joe Ingles discussion, you know, and David's right, every, every team, if you want to uh, you know, improve, you have to give up assets to gain them. I mean, that's just that's just the simple way of, of of doing business. And you know what? If Mike's not, if his, you know, the other one too, PK and DJ. The other part of this discussion is Mike has a decision that he can make. Yeah, he can be flattered by the pursuit of the Jazz, but he may have other suitors. He may have other goals. Uh, he may get a sweeter contract. Right? So is that a situation where you can sign and trade him so you do get something back in return, unlike what happened with the Hayward situation of a a few years ago where you lost an All-Star and got nothing in return when he signed uh, with Boston. So, yeah, all those things come into play. And uh, you make a great point about Joe. I mean, man, I tell you, that will be a tough day when Joe Ingles uh, retires or if if he moves on. Because again, seven years of Joe Ingles, as we got, as we all know, fun to cover. Uh, always has something up his sleeve to discuss, but also you know plays his heart out, and he's a he, he can play multiple positions. I mean, he's another coach on the floor and well trusted by Quinn Snyder. Uh, but your point is well taken. Teams do have to give up assets to to improve or gain the elements or the uh, or the player they need to fill gaps. So. Again, interesting to see what direction they go.
0: So, I'm curious just in your interactions with small conversations, not only with the two people I'm about to ask you about, but other people around them, if you have a sense of how the organization's uh, philosophy may have changed with uh, Dennis Lindsay no longer the primary decision maker and Justin Zanuck is. Now, they work together, so I assume there's a lot of similarities. But there's always differences. What might sure. those
1: be? Sure, sure. Well, I think Dennis, again, is the analytic guy. Uh, he builds teams and, and hired Quinn to coach him. And, and, and again, he put together a hell of a team. There's no question. I think probably this transition steps outside the box a little bit, or Z, or Justin Zanuck is Z, as we call him. Um, he, he's a guy that has uh, relationships with I think with agents that are stronger in that regard, um, and also probably communicating those desires with players, and so I think that probably bodes well that that you know an agent, a former agent, understands that part of the business, and I believe that would be a big a big plus when you're dealing with contracts and relationships. Uh, not saying Dennis didn't but I think that that's a strong suit uh, for Justin. So those those are things, again, that will play out as well. Uh, Communication, uh, relationships, and the fact that it's a tight group, that they know one another and there's a trust factor there and they can can communicate what their needs are. And, And saying what, you know, playing time, minutes, and those type of issues that come up in the discussions when you're pursuing maybe a free agent, you know, what, what's this guy going to be able to do? What do you want him for? And what's your goals ahead? Uh, I think Ryan, honestly, getting back to this, uh, the Ryan Smith's first year of ownership, he made it very clear. He wanted to be a title, uh, bring a title to Utah. want to be a champion. You know, it takes money to do that. Right. Uh, and to push yourself to the next level, usually puts you over the tax over the cap. So again, you know, how aggressive will he be and what kind of influence uh, or impact as a consultant would Dwayne Wade be? You know, again, I don't know. And I think, again, those are things uh, that we will find out as the summer continues on, how aggressive this ownership will be.
2: How much you get the sense that they want to run it back because they were close and had some things go against themselves, but they can get better. Yeah, and I'm not going to return everybody, but I'm talking about the nucleus, yeah. and not really make a bunch of what I would consider, even if it's just one, radical change.
1: You know, PK, I think your first question about Mike tells us maybe the answer to that is that they're pursuing him, so maybe not more or less trying to do well an overhaul. That's kind of strange to say when you win 52 uh, games and you're the you know the, the top team in the NBA by by record. so. You know, pursuing Mike may tell us that they do want to give it another run. Uh, and maybe, again, look, they're going to make some tweaks. I mean, that's just the way this game is played. You have to on a yearly basis. It's rare that you would just stay, you know, stay pat with what you have. But pursuing Mike Connolly kind of indicates that they still have um, confidence and hope that this team, the core of it, can still be. A high-level competitor in the West and beyond. If you stay healthy, I mean, I, I've talked to so many fans over the last two weeks of we could have won it. We could be right now playing. Well, you know, look, uh, you can't. You can play the what-if game, you know, all summer long if you like, but we'll never know. And, and I would personally, I would love to have seen a healthy backcourt of Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley right throughout the entire uh, playoffs, but it didn't happen that way. And Donovan, by the way, I you could tell he wasn't 100 uh, percent trying to play in the second round against the Clippers. But they, but you did see what the Jazz were weak in. That was, you know, a small ball. You know, Rudy being trapped at the rim and then trying to jump out. On uh, Terrence Mann goes what 39 on his 15 minutes of fame, and I think he's averaging seven points during uh, during his his run with the Clippers in the playoffs. So there are just nights that. You you've been weakened, and I think against the Clippers, that matchup maybe showed the Jazz some direction. They also need to think of um, maybe more athletic, um, and also the six seven type defender that can go out and really uh, jump on a guy and uh, make life difficult. You know, again, I applaud Royce, but he's six four, and he does a great job. But at times, he needs help. And the way they, that these switching defenses and 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 the different looks you need to give, you know, offenses come into play here in that in this discussion. But you know, rounding the turn and coming back to your question, PK, I, I think again there's tweaks needed, and that's what they'll do. But pursuing Mike, I think, is is kind of the first um, indicator that the Jazz like what they have most most of the pieces, and if they get Mike back. You know, here we go. We know the Conley-Donovan-Mitchell backcourt. And if Joe stays, you know what you get off the bench. Maybe you know they still feed him in in as a starter on occasion. He usually plays with those two guys as well. Um, So we may still see a lot of of what we saw this year and what produced 52 wins uh, during the regular season.
0: And I want all those things, and I want to tweak all those things, and I find all those things interesting, but I just think the – Best thing that Jazz have going for him is how um, – I don't know what the right word is. Mad, angry, frustrated, some combination of all those things Donovan Mitchell was after the loss. Because watching him go for 39 points in a game where I thought, he can't drive, he can't jump and land on that, he can't finish, he has to be a jump shooter. He's got to be. And they should have known that. And he still had 39-9-9. Nine and nine, And PK's talked about his clutchiness – and it seems stupid to sit here and say this guy's just going to routinely go for forty or fifty.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But I don't want to sit here and say he's not going to go for forty and fifty. And and the matter and the anger and the more frustrated he is, man, bottle that up for next year. That that could be the best thing the Jazz have going for him.
1: Yeah, and you know what? Let's talk about that for a minute because again, there's always been those little, you know, whispers of is he not happy? I mean, he's going to start a a max contract um, next year. I mean, just in three months, we're playing again, by the way. I mean, it's just bizarre, you know, that October will be here before you know it. Um, But, you know, one of the things the Jazz have to do, and teams have to always take this into consideration with their superstars, is making them happy and showing progress. And so that's another concern of what is Donovan uh, think of what direction the Jazz are going to. Um, a lot of times we used to say, hey, you know, players don't dictate, you know, movement. They shouldn't, but they do. I mean, PK, I think you'll agree, right, DJ, too? I mean, you know, Donovan's going to have a voice in, in a lot of the, the decisions that the Jazz will make going forward. They have to, to keep him here. Uh, you know, he's one of the most impactful player since the Carl and John days, in my opinion. I mean, you know, D. Will and Boozer had moments, but this guy right here is is uh, is the franchise, uh, and you've got to make sure that he is, uh, I guess, involved in, in the moves you make going forward. And I'm, I'm sure he will. I'd be surprised if he, he doesn't have a big voice of what, what direction the Jazz goes. So that's another part of the equation, too. Uh, is, is, is Mike Conley at the point? Donovan Mitchell being happy and probably trying to, get, trying to find some defensive players that can run up and down the floor on this three. The Jazz got burned multiple times in transition. Uh, if you shoot the three, you've got to get back. If you don't make, make him, you look great. I mean, you're, you're going to win every game you play. Uh, the nights that you don't hit the three, uh, they take a wicked bounce, and teams are off and running, and you have a four-point a four swing. And as we found out multiple times in in the league this year, not only for the Jazz, but no no lead is safe. No lead is safe. Twenty five points, twenty seven. I mean, third twenty nine. I mean, you know, putting a number you want there, and there's always a chance that teams play themselves back in. And the Jazz got slapped in the face a couple of times this year, Um, especially that one game against the Clippers where what was it, twenty five, and they couldn't hang on, despite the fact, DJ, as you just said, Donovan dropping thirty nine.
0: All right, bowler, we will uh, stay in touch with you during the offseason and see where this goes. If they run it back, as PK says, or if they're small changes or if they're big changes, uh, stay in touch. We'll talk to you.:
1: Yeah, guys, uh, we'll see you soon. Draft night around the corner, and uh, game two tonight. I got to ask you before I go, you picking the suns or uh, you know injuries hit the bucks with Giannis? I know you got to go, but I'm just curious what you guys think.
2: Suns all the way, get the bucks out of here.
1: Yeah, I can't argue that. for what I saw from Chris Paul, see that's the other key as I go. He stayed healthy. Yeah, he did. And I didn't. Ex- I didn't expect that at all because of his history in, in postseason play. I just didn't think, you know, Booker and, and Chris Paul they stayed healthy and look who's standing. So
2: we are. I don't give a buck about Milwaukee. <laughs> Love it, PK. <laughs> Playing with fire. <laughs>
1: Hotel Every California. morning. California. Yeah,
0: yeah,
2: hey, yeah.
1: You can check out, baby, but you can never leave Oh, and DJ yeah.
2: Thank so. you, man. I've driven yeah. many nights on a dark desert highway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, guys. See you soon.
2: All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and
0: 1280 the zone. You get to the show late. You miss Mark Harlan. You miss the University of Utah Athletic Director on Name, Image, and Likeness. You miss out on the Director's Cup and the depth of BYU's athletic department and the people who've got money they're competing with. We will get to all of that next. Stay with us.